Where's Papa? Papa went to get some smokes and he's gone now. I'm your mama now. He's on vacation. He's on, yes, he's on a permanent vacation. When will he be back? Just Never. like, just like Forrest Gump's dad. Oh. oh. Why did daddy leave? Did um, we see his dad at all in that movie? I don't think so. Huh. Uh, I, got I just a, realized that. I got a question. Um, was his mother a racist? Forrest Gump's mom? Yeah. Um, did she ever even have any scenes with Bubba? I don't think so. No, I only asked because she named him after a Klansman. Oh <laughs> uh, well, it, he was related. Oh. I think the name was the name was passed down. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just remember, like, I didn't really think about it when I was little. I mean, I knew the clan was bad, but I also found it funny the way he described them as kind of stupid. <laughs> Yeah, but I think um, I think the way he describes it, you kind of can get the sense that his mama, like, the way she explained it to him was, like, very much like she probably didn't really tell him that they hung people from trees and shit. Mm-hmm. So, but that is a good point that I've never heard. She did still name her kid that. Although, it might have been the dad that did that. Yeah, maybe, and... This was a lot further back. It was a different time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm reading. Well, I'm reading the wiki, and it's saying his mom named him it. So, for, so yeah, it was. That's a. Why would you do? That? It's weird. it's just weird. Especially since she was aware of it. Yeah. Maybe it's just so she could have a story to tell. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, st- I still like his description. <laughs> they even put bed sheets on their horses and ride around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you dress up like ghosts, ghosts or spooks or something. Ghosts or spooks or something. <laughs> like even I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jenny. Days ago, I finished Record of Lodos War, the OVA series, 13 episodes, the one that looks really pretty, especially in still shots, and I didn't like it. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what I did wrong. It just kind of came and went. Like, I think I can put some of it on me not being especially into Karn and Deedlid as the main characters. Um, I don't know, I think I wanted something more from Karn than just I'm level 1 in a level 5 whatever the fuck campaign and Deedlid being kind of stuck on him just made that aspect worse. It seems like all the periphery characters are way more interesting. But... I don't know. Like, I'm kind of tempted to subject it to my co-host to see where I went wrong, because it seems like I should like it. 
And I mean, it's it's nice to look at. I think I would like it more in the form of like a like a novel art book hybrid, like a big art book 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 style thing with the with the cells, the pages, the artwork, and then like you know, for every you know, you get one page of art and then one huge page of text and uh, like, like a, like a big-ass tome depicting the War of Heroes and all that stuff. That would be cool. Kind of like that, uh... It was a book back in the day based on the animated version of The Hobbit. I used to check out from the library just to look at it. And, you know, it was huge. It had all the art from the movie, but... Yeah. So something like that. I think it's ideal. Because, again, it looks pretty. The designs are nice. That early 90s anime look... It, I like it. I mean, I like I like the look of it. Visually, it's very impressive. I just... I didn't... I didn't, didn't get anything... Any feels from it. And I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. Um, anyway... Uh... Oh, yeah! I'm running long. Anyway... Yes, Baby Driver. This is one of two unofficial episodes I recorded at a point in time and then kind of couldn't really work into the order. So, you know, they're emergency episodes. They're in case shit happens. And shit happens. It's why you're not hearing the Crows episode. The Crows episode was a mess. Lord of mercy. Ugh. One day, one day, I'll get to get cracking on that. Let me get it out to you. Until then, please enjoy. Anyway, we're here to talk about Baby Driver. Yeah, driving the baby. Yeah, this is uh, (laughs) an an officially unofficial episode of The Connection. Yeah, I'm the host. And my way of tricking uh, the these two SOBs into giving me a break from hosting. Doing all of the work. (laughs) <laughs> the HBIC. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'll just start talking and then I'll I'll open it up. But uh, anyway, just I guess background on the film and I've seen this movie like three times already this year, so I really love it. Uh, third time, the flaws start to come out a little bit but I still think it's like an incredibly solid, well-put-together movie. Uh, before I... So preparing for this episode, I listened to like every Edgar Wright podcast, or <laughs> every uh, podcast appearance that I could find. Uh, so that was really interesting. Tons of insights about just his, his film history and his... Uh, and his history with this movie, which goes back like 20 years. And, uh, yeah, what else did I want to say about it? You're right. I don't know. Um, are you guys a fan of his other movies? Um, the only movie of his that immediately comes to mind, though it's the one that always immediately comes to mind because I love it, is uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I still haven't seen it. It's It's kind of like the faster paced scenes in this it's uh, got the same like level of fun and crazy to the action though uh it's a lot more comedic 
and obviously yeah. over the top since its big influences uh, is uh, anime and video games. Yeah, which is interesting. I don't know if I. I kind of picked this because it kind of. I feel like it has some like anime-ish archetypes mm-hmm. in it. Like Baby's kind of the the quiet, very talented, nice guy protagonist. Yeah, he does. I feel like we've seen feel that like, before. He feels kind of like like in in this movie in particular, uh, a shonen protagonist being forced into like a seinen manga. Which is to say, like, the main character from a book for kids being forced into a book for adults. Mm-hmm. So, so for as for movies, I just looked them up, and this guy's done a lot of movies I love a lot. Mm-hmm. Hot, Fu- Hot Fuzz, I love that movie. Scott Pilgrim, Ant-Man, uh, Land of the Dead, I like that. Shaun of the Dead is one of my all-time favorite movies. And uh, this newest one... Wait, that came out on HBO called The Tour de Pharmacy. It's basically a parody of The Tour de France. It's really, really funny. It's got Andy Sandberg in it, and I love him. He's hilarious. So, um, yeah, I didn't know he made that. No, he's wow. This guy's got like so many movies I didn't know he even directed. That's that's really cool. No, I like a lot of his movies apparently. Yeah, his whole his journey is pretty interesting. Uh... Uh, oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you guys was I remember when this was still in theaters I, they put the first six minutes on YouTube and I sent it to you guys did you guys even watch that? I don't remember it so I don't think I got a chance to I might have but I, can't I even barely remember, remember. I can't even yeah, remember yeah, what I, was going <laughs> on at the time so yeah. I have. it was literally just the first six minutes of this so I didn't feel familiar no. watching that intro no no okay, no. okay. but uh, any, did you guys like this movie uh, Joe you want to uh, start sure uh, I think the movie kind of grew on me after a while in the beginning I was I was not really digging it it felt kind of I don't know the whole music thing, just kind of how it's being, how it's mixed in with everything that's happened. I just was not, and the main character, I, he just kind of he bugged me a little bit. He just felt kind of annoying. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, but after a while, I started to like his character and how everything was starting to come together. Um, never really a big Jamie Foxx fan, so he was just kind of there for me. Um, uh, but yeah, not in the beginning. N- no, I wasn't really digging it. But then it just uh, as it went on, I started to get like, hey, okay, I'm starting to dig this. Oh, so this is how the music kind of you know intertwines with everything. All right, this is getting cool, like in the car chases. And all right, and then I'll just and then I just kind of went along with it, and I loved it. So the then it started to end kind of like Bonnie and Clyde type stuff, and it's just it started. It was great. I really liked it. Probably it took me probably about a little close to halfway into the movie before I really started to get like super into it. But in the beginning I was kind of, yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah. But. It's, it's interesting because for me, the like first 10, 15 minutes of this movie are like just such a breath of fresh air, like such a mm-hmm. kick in the pants. Like that opening car chase sequence is, is fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh no, I I love the car chase uh, the car chase um, scenes. It kept reminding me of the one Fast and Furious movie that everyone seems to effing hate for some reason, Tokyo Drift, which I that's like my favorite one. <laughs> that's like 
That's the one that real fans. If you're a real Fast and Furious fan, you love that fucking movie. It's amazing. The, 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 <laughs> I just the driving in it is, is the drifting. The stunts are just. I don't think people really appreciate how well done that was, especially yeah. in those tight garages. Um, and and it, yeah, it's so good. I, but no, I I really appreciate the driving in this in this um the way he drives. And I think as the movie progressed, and I saw how he was doing things more and more. I think it was the second heist. Uh, that really is like, damn, look at this kid go. And it's just, yeah, I really, that really started to get me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, maybe this is just like the, the, the part of me that's a bad person, but I kind of want to say like anyone uh, looking at uh, Fast and the Furious, like the whole series and getting tight in the pants about Tokyo Drift is is like a fucking... College douche bro. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Why? Wait, what? Uh, so you don't like it, or you do like it? No, no, you don't like no. It? I like Tokyo Drift. I'm talking about the okay. people who dislike it, but not oh, yeah. else. I think okay. it's it's one of those movies that's kind of like if anyone doesn't like it, they didn't get the memo that everyone likes it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, Jump of Cables, what did you? What's your takeaway from Baby Driver? It's um, I liked it as a whole, and I think my uh, the trajectory of me enjoying the films not exactly opposite of Joe. I like mm-hmm. the beginning way more than the end. The end has some some scenes into it in it that I really liked, but uh, for the most part, I think it's a more. Uh, I guess more, I don't know if more solid and cohesive so much as uh, the beginning really allows the stylistic aspects to shine a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, you've got to have some plot and some progression by the end of it. But the way it progresses feels less, it feels less inspired and put together and more like, okay, i got to do something for this part. Yeah. Um, so that's funny that both of you guys say that because I feel uh, you guys are kind of the opposite, but I'm like also the opposite of both of you. Where I feel like I love the beginning, and then I feel like it kind of slumps a little bit in the middle, and then kind of comes back at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I do hear what Jump Cables is saying, though. I don't think the end is as flashy as some of the earlier stuff. I do love the foot chase. The foot chase is fucking mm, yeah. incredible. Yeah. It was pretty good. Like yeah. I didn't think I was going to be interested in a chase on foot when we've had you know all this car stuff going on, and now they actually hold my attention. Yeah, when I I remember when I was watching it, I was at that point I was kind of like, what what's he going to do to like top the other shit? And I. Mm. And as soon as it it clicked almost before it happened, I was like, oh, foot chase, of course. And I got really excited when it happened. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, music, like we said, kind of drives the whole thing. Um, and that's, I don't know if you guys know anything about, like, how, like, he went about creating this thing. Uh, but he, uh, so he, he, he tells this story a lot. I've heard these stories so many times because he told them over and over again in all the podcasts I listen to. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> if you guys really want the behind the scenes, I'd recommend just 
he's a, he's great on podcasts too. But um, um, also commentary. Um, I listened to the uh, was it the Scott Pilgrim Blu-ray has like four different commentary tracks, and I want to say he's <laughs> on at least one of them, and he provides a crap ton of insight. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to hear his commentary over of this movie. But so I guess the story he the way he tells it is about 20 years ago he was I think he had made a one small film and he was kind of working at like a TV company and he had a Walkman with the the John Spencer Blues Explosion the first song mm-hmm. uh, he had it and he would listen to it like on his way to work and he would just you know kind of to him, it was just a car chase song. Like there was like, how could this not be a great car chase? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he kind of did all his other movies, you know, between Baby Driver and then like Shaun of the Dead and all that stuff, and finally, kind of got the resources. But I forget when he said he's been working on the script for like a long time. But the way he started writing it was he would write to music, so he would. Mm-hmm he picked the, the tracks that he wanted that would go with the scene and he would, you know, he'd be like, okay, this scene is two minutes. I need a two minute song or I want this song. It's five minutes. I need to write a five minute scene. Um, mm. and it got pretty deep as far as pre-production. Like he would, he would write like the the actions in the scene two specific parts of the song so we actually had somebody who knew music like break down you know like this is what this is called and this is kind of how this song flows and all this shit Mm -hmm. um to the point where by the time he was ready to like send the script out to like producers and cast members he actually had like an ipad pdf version where you could listen to the music while you were reading the script for each song. Um, and not only... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Just, I was just... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, but not only that, he actually had somebody, before any shooting was done, go in and place sound effects into the songs so you could hear... You could hear the film as far as, like, the action and, like, you know, crowd background and scene, and it was all kind of worked out to... Where to appropriate or where to appropriately put things. Mm-hmm. So the point by the time they were on set, they were like, he he was like, okay, baby walks by this ATM and there's beeping here. But then they were like, oh wait, no no, we we need to reshoot this and actually move the ATM like a block away because that's when he, that's when the sound is. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything was all, all the action was storyboarded out beforehand, too. Um, so they were literally, and he had his editor on set with him. So they would literally, like, you know, shoot exactly what was pre planned out and be able to, like, have, go to the editor and be like, okay, does that, does that work? And then they, you know, they had a sound guy and they'd be like, oh, no, you're a little late here you need to make the timing a little bit better so it wasn't like like they had the script shot it and kind of edit it together and then you know like music video so yeah yeah which which would have been the easy way to do it but like right. and it's kind of 
I think I think what makes this uh, movie so special, so visually and audibly entertaining, is the fact that they went about it to this route. Uh, sizable portions of the film feel more like a musical. Yeah, and it's kind of the way he described it as like musical mm-hmm. action yeah. heist movie. <laughs> Those are my favorite parts. Yeah, they are, and. Uh, like like I said, like by the third time around, I kind of am able to pick out more of the lulls where they're kind of okay. There's not as much work being done in that regard, but mm-hmm. it's still there's still a lot of really great shit in here. Yeah, I'm I've one of my many ongoing projects, one of which is being worked on in this exact way. So I'm happy to hear that this formula does work. Yeah, it's not like it's it's not for the faint of heart though. It's it's really impressive. I think he should probably at least get a nod for best director for all the work he put into this movie. Oh yeah, like this this better win something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it it was definitely a great movie for that as well. And it's kind of weird because I you guys talk about like that's the thing you guys like the most but that was the thing that was kind of annoying me the most in the very beginning is like ah oh, geez we're really going to be doing the music thing to everything is that so every time he starts listening to something everything kick that that's i started to roll my eyes a little bit it's like okay so this is the gimmick this is this is how it's going to work and uh, in the beginning that kind of turned me off and i was getting a little bored but then as things kind of kept going through and the action kind of kept getting bigger and bigger and the, and the more of the, how the, all the characters kind of started coming more together. And that's when I started to really start to enjoy it around the middle. And I started to like, okay, even though I'm not super fan, a super big fan of any of the music that's playing here, yeah, I, I can start to understand how it's connecting to every, how it's connecting to everything. And, you know, if I pay attention more to how the music is connecting to the action and the driving, then I'm like, all right, now I get this. This is this is fun now. So that's that. That's how it kind of played out for me. That does kind of like uh, beg and maybe partially clear up a question I was going to ask about this, which is how much do you think uh, appreciating the music in this uh, factors into enjoyment? Well, for me, it was a lot because I didn't really connect any of the music at all. I didn't like yeah. it, but that's... but. It's weird. I know you're not really a music guy in general. I'm not. I I personally love all the music. Uh, mm. Actually, the first song kind of has a special place in my heart because it was in one of my favorite skate videos back in the day. So I have mm. kind of seen like that sort of action editing done to it before. But it was really cool to see it and be like, oh, like this song, like in a new way. Um, right. But Actually, that's something that I kind of wanted to point out was like, as someone who does watch skate videos, a lot of times I find that, like, I'll hear a song and it'll be whatever, but if it's in a skate video and it's edited well, like, and it's the same thing with other movies too, but Mm. like, like I'll like fall in love with a song because it's tied to, you know, like, I don't know if I would normally listen to that first song a lot, but like I do listen to it sometimes now and mm. it's just enjoyable partly because I like see like this movie in my head like I've actually been listening to the soundtrack a lot lately and it's 
it's crazy because I mean it really shows that like all the work he put into it because you know he wrote to these songs and now if I listen to these songs in order it's like experiencing the movie audibly yeah in a way no I, I um I'm with you on all of that uh, same thing with me where uh, certain songs you know when they're can depending upon what I connect them with I'll, I'll end up liking more than you know when I did when I just listened to them by themselves um, I used to do that with the Advent Children soundtrack actually where I mm. go out with it play the whole thing and basically the movie would kind of kind of run in my head and then also like affect my perception of things that were going on at the time <laughs> to the degree that sometimes when fight music would happen like my ears would perk up a bit and I'd start looking around like <laughs> what's about to go down I'm ready yeah the music whatever you're listening to is definitely uh, it's something I try to pay more attention to these days but like you know when you're when you're working some of it's obvious, like, if you're trying to write, it's hard to listen to songs that you really like the lyrics to, mm-hmm. or, or like, you know, if you're exercising. But, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, 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 yeah, I did want to kind of say that, like, sometimes the music, like, there's, there's times, like, I like the kind of final showdown with Buddy in the garage, mm-hmm. but, and the song is good, and they edit it. It's just not as strong as like the intro or like the foot chase for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it part of it is like the nature of the song. Like it's a good song, but I don't think it's not that it wasn't planned as well as the other ones. But uh, something about it is just strange, and it, like like the texture of it doesn't kind of match the scene. I feel like yeah. it does, but. Not in, like, a super precise way, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, um, not all of the songs hit as strongly, and, you know, it ends up just being, okay, well, it's it's because most, if not all, the music in here is diegetic. And kind of, like, you being used to... I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for is, but it... it like, a lot of the music ultimately reflects on the main character more than... More than you know, acts as a soundtrack. Um, I was actually kind of curious in that regard because one of the instances where the music really worked for me in a way that I'm not sure it was supposed to was uh, when Buddy meets up with Baby at the diner and they're playing that Barry White song. Yeah. It's like, you know, the most obvious-ass love-slash-get-freaky song, but it's... (laughs) It, it, it's people's it's like lives sinister. being threatened. Yeah, it's sinister yeah. as fuck, but like it worked for me. Though I'm yeah. not sure how much of it is just the scene being put together, or more like okay, this this song combined with this skeezy looking dude really makes me want to make like like he's he's kind of coming off as like a, a more pronounced villain than he probably should in this scene. And it's like, I feel like I need to make a movie about a character based on this scene. <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Like, I don't know, just the way it starts slow and then he goes in and then they kind of, he pulls him in closer and then he puts the earbuds in and then the song swells up and mm-hmm. he starts singing to it. And it's, that's another thing that I, 
uh, I really somebody somebody said, I think to Edgar Wright or, or somewhere, but I agreed with it a lot is somebody finally figured out how to use John Hamm properly in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's he's great in here, yeah. and I really appreciate. I didn't. It's one of those things, kind of like Spider-Man: Homecoming, where I was having too much fun to kind of see a possible turn mm-hmm. there. Like that was not the turn I was expecting, and I feel like um, not every actor could have really made that work. Like I yeah. don't know if that was like if you're looking at. Um, writing and making films as kind of like an objective ladder a quality like if there's a if there's a correct way to have gotten to that point i don't know if using a buddy's character was it but it works here um and i want to put more of that on the the actor than the writing yeah like way um, more of it on the actor I think the the writing is is there too because I, I think they were doing a they for sure he sure for sure because Edgar Wright wrote this too it was for sure a bait and switch with Bats mm-hmm. they were definitely setting Bats up as the villain yeah and and he would have been kind of boring if only like what what everything that happens here may, would have made sense with Bats but Bats is just too one dimensional yeah. He's just kind of the asshole of the group, the wild card. Whereas they kind of even actually build up Buddy as like, you know, he kind of likes Baby. So, yeah, well, that that sympathetic element kind of uh, helps down the line. And yeah, he is being played as kind of like the nice guy criminal. Yeah, um, and then you kind of understand him too. Like mm-hmm. it's Baby's fault that his wife is dead. Um, uh, what did you think of? Of bats and and buddy Joe. Uh, well, well, let me ask you guys this first: Have either of you seen any of Mad Men at all? I haven't watched any of it at all. Just, I mean, because he was that was like his show for a very long, long time. I mean, that's how he got famous. It's like from that show. That was the first time I heard his name, but uh, no, I haven't seen any of it. I saw the first episode and I liked it, but it's just mm-hmm. so like daunting to. Be like, okay, I'm gonna watch seven seasons of this. Yeah. Like I never, I, <laughs> yeah. ne- I never jumped in. I do want to jump in at some point, especially now after I've seen him and more stuff, and I, and I do like him. Um, mm. I feel like he's gotten a lot of, um, he brings a lot to his roles, but I feel like he's been a lot of throwaway characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, here, I, I don't know. I really like him. Yeah, no, no, I, I liked him a lot too. I mean, out of all of the the characters that um, the main character was, you know, dealing with, uh, besides Kevin Spacey, I love Kevin Spacey. How can I love Kevin Spacey? Um, but he <laughs> he's great, except for I, I guess the, somebody uh, didn't get the memo. <laughs> he will, we'll see. That, that was the thing. Is like my my brain initially clicked once and was like, yeah, I like Kevin Spacey, and then it clicked again and it was like, oh yeah, that shit. <laughs> How could, yeah, I was just, I was, as you guys were talking, I was looking him up, and there's apparently 15 people have accused him of doing naughty things. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know, in fact, yes, it's gotten, yes. 
In fact, it's gotten so bad that now he's apparently, like Ridley Scott has said, that he's kind of like gone underground now. He's disappeared. Yeah. No one can find him. Well, but... <laughs> well, well, what was it? I would say, like, I wasn't even thinking about it when I was watching it, but mentioning it now, there's probably some scenes between him and Baby that look a lot more uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like, just his movie. weird attachment in general. Yeah. The movie, I think there was... Because I saw it twice before, all, I knew about all this shit, and then the last time I watched it, and then I was just like, "That's Kevin Spacey talking to a very young man." <laughs> but you know what it was? I think yeah. when he, he like gives him the gloves, there's a scene where, and it's a nothing scene, but he he touches his hands. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Ansel Elgort probably will watch that and just be like, "He touched my hand." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was also written. Uh, written out of a movie too i think after everything that happened i can't remember which movie it was oh, but God. no he wasn't written out he sorry was, was he taken out he I was it was something he was replaced that shot like yeah. two weeks with him and there was a trailer with him in it and it, the trailer actually looks amazing but they replaced him with the uh, christopher plummer <laughs> <laughs> my god um well Despite all of that horribleness, and it's getting worse, more celebrities are being. Anyway, um, I, I still like Kevin Spacey a lot, and I liked him in this movie. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, the original thing you were asking, no, I, I liked him a lot. I liked, I did like that he was so friendly, um, so friendly to him, and so nice. Unlike you know Jimmy Fox and all the other people who were just mean to him and thought he was kind of a little like not well upstairs because he was so quiet and. And everything, but but um, no, I think his, I, I enjoyed his character and yeah. his relationship with his girlfriend, or fiance, or whatever. Yeah, it's just, like I guess part of the reason why I was saying that I want to put more on uh, Ham's depiction of the character than the writing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can really say it's the writing so much as maybe like the plot and the story progression he feels kind of like thrust into this position and like the stuff he's doing makes him like a really good uh like like an equivalent uh sort of character to match up against baby like he's pulling off crazy you know stuff that's just as crazy they kind of hint at it with some of the dialogue when uh, his girlfriend's talking about you know you don't want to you know you don't want to yeah. mess with buddy when he sees red <laughs> Uh, right, so he's kind of like everywhere you need to be a minute before. That's so two things there. One is that's funny because when I remember that last scene, he's covered in red from the the police lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- there's a lot of shit like that in the movie. But also the other thing that I am just realizing is it makes sense because he they they have a short conversation at the beginning of the film where. You know, when they're talking about their song and he turns the bats and he's like, you were never a wheel man. You didn't have a lucky song. So, mm-hmm. you know, indicating that uh, Buddy was probably a wheel man at some point. Yeah, I was talking mm-hmm. about when he was younger, he liked to boost cars and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like he can move, maybe not as fast as Baby, but he knows where to go. Like, it, yeah. it, it, is, it was kind of amazing. Like, everywhere Baby went, he's waiting for him. <laughs> I I did not expect him to like the, the big showdown or whatever it be between him, uh, him and the, you know, the main character. I I didn't see that coming. I really thought 
they were going to, because they seem so buddy-buddy and so close to each other and mm-hmm. so nice within the cold crew that they were going to maybe, how it was going to end is that they all get away together, and it was kind of the exact opposite of that. But, um, yeah, I didn't didn't, didn't think they were going to match Baby up with anyone in particular so much as he was going to have to try to escape all of them. And there was maybe a confrontation with each character. Yeah, I really thought it was spacey, but yeah, it kind of that's yeah, there's a lot of twists and turns. I actually thought it was going to end with like. Of like Kevin Spacey like turning on Baby and some sort of big showdown between yeah. those two, I didn't think it was going to be. <laughs> well, well, yeah, there's there's out. a scene in one of the trailers that I was kind of waiting for and it never happened, which was like the mm-hmm. um, there's the shot of him with the shotgun. Uh, didn't mean to, you know, alliterate there. Um, yeah, there's a shot of Spacey with the gun and he uh, he's like saying, "Who has to die, Baby?" And I was kind of, I was kind of mm-hmm. waiting for that scene. I was kind of waiting to see what the context of that was there, but I guess it didn't make it into the movie. Hmm. Not sure I remember that. Yeah, it's in one of the trailers. Yeah, I, I know I watched all the trailers because the trailers were great. That there's one thing about the trailers is I feel like those trailers pull off the feel of the movie really well, mm-hmm. which is not something that happens a lot. Um, yeah, which these is, DC movies are a big indication of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Zack Schneider's fault, but um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely like you see a movie and you're like, okay, it's not going to be edited that way, or it's it's not going to have music like that, and this movie is like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, it is definitely not any sort of like bait and switch type trailer deal. Um, but I guess I guess that's just the case with Edgar Wright. Like his uh, what he makes is so uh, stylized, so uh, distinct that I don't think you can make this look like any other movie but one of his if you tried. Yeah, and it was definitely. I guess a little bit more background is he kind of he had the idea for like a music based like car chase film and he actually did a music video which I probably should have watched but I I forgot to to watch that um I forget what it was called but it was basically like kind of I don't know if it was like the intro well I guess I can't really talk about it because I didn't watch it but basically you know like some kind of the idea was like heist or criminal or car chase um, set to music and so he did that and then he he always he kept saying that he felt like at that point he felt like he kind of blew his load like mm-hmm. oh well now I, I've already done it like I can't actually make a whole movie out of it but um, he kept working on it and then we got this he actually said that there was some kind of something in tribute to him somewhere and like uh I don't know if he was winning a award or something, but J.J. Abrams was, like, introducing this music video. Like, we're going to watch this music video. And then he said that uh, J.J. came up to him later and was like, you know, I'd watch a whole movie done this way. And he was like, I'm way ahead of you. (laughs) And on this movie called Baby Driver. But, uh, yeah, anyway, did you guys have favorite characters Joe, you, well, actually, Joe, you mentioned Deborah. We should probably talk about her. What did you guys think of her? 
Um, she, uh, wait, sorry. Was she the, she the girlfriend of the, that's she's the, the love interest. Well, love interest. Oh, eh, she was, she was there. That's, that's the way I see it. <laughs> I was, she was, I was, she was, I mean, gonna say she wasn't, kind of the same thing. <laughs> She she wasn't bad, but she wasn't great. I mean, she was just seems like she was necessary for the main character. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. So um, I want to say this is one of those situations where like where the appeal for the main character is and the love interest is not quite as clear. But I just kind of accepted that that's who Baby's into. And and also too, I feel because of the his backstory and his life. I mean, besides the um, that really awesome old black guy, uh, even though he didn't really <laughs> do much, um, it seemed like he kind of needed needed her as to kind of to show that his life is going to get better, even though it really didn't get better. It kind of got worse <laughs> at the end, but um, it, it seemed necessary in that sense that it's just she was there to kind of be that one thing that kind of helps his life finally be at a much better place because it seemed very routine and not great in this current state. Yeah. So it's just interesting, interesting to hear you guys say that. Cause I, I really like her in this movie. I think her performance is pretty good and I think they have pretty good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the scenes that they have together are actually pretty sweet like especially, yeah. um, especially the first diner scene, when she kind of comes in singing, and it's it's very like dreamlike scene. Yeah. Um, especially her voice and the way she sings and the way she goes back in, into the back room, and then we see Baby for like three seconds, and then suddenly she's like in front of him again. Yeah, like clearly he spaced out. Um, yeah, I'll give it that. Like that part in particular more the more the sound in that scene than the entirety of the scene itself was kind of yeah yeah and i really like that scene and the laundry mat scene is is cool mm-hmm. they definitely it's definitely more about like their love together more and less about her as a character yeah yeah she's yeah. kind of like uh she's more like in relation to other scenes because everything she's in, she's she's good. Like that scene we were talking about before, where uh, Buddy's waiting for him. She's really selling the fear there. Yeah, yeah. Like she does a lot think, to ratchet up the tension in that moment. Yeah, I think she's given a lot to do, but it's kind of an understated character and an understated performance, and she's kind of in an over-the-top movie. Yeah, and an over-the-top movie, and she so she kind of falls a little into the background, but mm-hmm. at, at the same time, there's it's like Baby's life is kind of like Joe was just saying, like Baby's life is kind of chaos, and she's like, you know, she's a point of person. calm for him. Yeah, the, which is something that you know is kind of wrapped around the whole movie is Baby needs calm because he has tinnitus like and that's another kind of sound editing thing is you know he has the music to drown it out but mm-hmm. whenever it's kind of ripped from him or like something's gone like you know there's tension and he can't have his music we hear that tinnitus come in again yeah um i want to say that's a, it's like a 
the use of his tinnitus in this, as well as the music on top of it, is um, like a really good, I don't know if analogy is the word I'm looking for, but uh, I guess escapism and why people, you know, choose to utilize whatever means of escape, especially when they're as consistent as his. Like, I related to the character a lot for that reason. Um, I do the same thing as him, be it not because I, ha- I don't have tinnitus. Um, yeah. It's, I it's, have misanthropy. But <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Edgar Wright's uh, pun that he would throw out a lot, is that Baby uses music to escape, and he literally uses music to escape mm-hmm. <laughs> from his job. That's good. Yeah, and mm. it, it shows in the sense that, like, the only scenes where he's kind of having to like sit there without music, having to be without having to basically exist alongside the tinnitus, like the only scenes with those that aren't painful that you don't have to deal with the rain are when he's with Deborah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing I really, really liked is that in all the scenes, even the very first scene when he's talking to Deborah, is that it's not the whole you know, I'm all goofy and then, you know, at a loss of words and I can't talk to girls type of thing. He's very calm. He's very collected. He, he's, he's very, he's, he's a he's charismatic weirdo. Happy, yeah. Well, wait, <laughs> exactly. wait, he's, he can, wait, that, but you can also tell that he's in his happy place. Like he's whenever, he, like literally anytime he's around her, he truly is just kind of comfortable. I mean, he's a little weird, but like, he's just very comfortable. He's very, and I just, I really liked watching that instead of the whole stupid typical like goofy like ah you know oh yeah i I don't know just the whole dumb loss of words thing and it's got swagger there you go that's the word i'm looking for Uh, white boy swagger (laughs) white boy swagger is i love that second scene too where he's walking down the street yeah just dancing oh yeah and okay so is the point of that those scenes of him walking around with the music that he's too spaced out and that's why everyone's like ticked off at him and nearly bumping (laughs) into him because everyone he encounters in those scenes just seems like a-holes i think it's the escape thing again yep it's it's just i think it's probably to heighten the fact that he's just in his happy place Mm -hmm. and nobody else can hear the music Mm. um but I don't know. It's especially that that first scene, I think, is great because if you actually watch the background and you read all the graffiti and all the street signs and stuff, it's actually the, they're actually the lyrics of the song. Mm-hmm. It's actually, uh, I, I think, some of it was placed on set and some of it they added in post. But mm-hmm. I see new new shit every time I watch that. Some of it's like carved into like poles and stuff, but that's just awesome. the, the timing. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, uh, really good about that. Like, yeah. like, look for a list of all the stuff he hides in Scott Pilgrim, and you'll be reading for hours. Yeah, it's definitely a, uh, there's a lot of shit to find on rewatches of this. Like, I just noticed I was rewatching that scene earlier today, and when he goes and talks to the barista, the barista asks him a question, and Baby kind of pulls out his his one of his ear earplugs mm-hmm. and they always kind of pull the music out of that speaker too when that happens yeah in terms of the way you're right which is really cool uh but he goes uh yeah 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 but the music that he's listening to in the background goes yeah 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 while he's saying it mm-hmm. 
that's the other thing is they played a lot of music on set and they a lot of sometimes they would have earwigs in where they'd be listening to the song so they'd be moving in tune with it or speaking their lines in the lulls mm-hmm. uh, nice yeah, wow so that barista of all the shitty people he encounters on that coffee trip maybe the unnecessarily shittiest mm. that guy was just Not fucking nice. miserable <laughs> uh, I didn't think too much about him, but uh, um, that that scene, like, imagine that scene without the music. That's my life. <laughs> uh, I like uh, this, I like this. This is kind of random, but I like the scars on his face too. Those are oh, those yeah. are from the accident, right? Yeah. 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 When he was a kid. The the tragic origin. Yeah. Uh, I do. I I don't know if he's my favorite character, but I think I like really love Joe in this movie. <laughs> Old Joe. <laughs> yeah. Old yeah. Joe. That was awesome. Yeah, he's and, really great. Uh, yeah, he was fun. <laughs> I want to see him more. Yeah, I love their relationship. I I like start to tear up every time during that scene where they're saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, yeah. so sad. It's, like... It is. It's not, it's not, like... It's not, like, you know, some Daniel Day-Lewis, like, I'm dying shit. It's, but it's... It's still, like, sad. And I think it's just sadder that it's... I think it might just be, like, the whole sign language thing. Yeah, well, it's all coming across the same in spite of the fact that no one's actually talking, like... Yeah, they're feeling it just as hard. Yeah, and it might be that we're watching their faces a little more closely too. Yeah, but <laughs> it's just so sad. It is, <laughs> and because I don't know, it's so sweet, and they're like talking about you know, he's like cut the crusts off my bread oh, and shit he's like that. Like, yeah, like, spread the peanut butter all the way to the edge, and yeah, you know, yeah. he likes he likes TV and. <laughs> You know, like like the message itself is kind of a goodbye, because he's just thinking about all these these things that um, they kind of related to one another about. Uh, you know, yeah. And you know, it's like the way he's saying it. There's clearly this worry that you know people aren't going to be able to take care of him the same way. He's trying to list literally everything. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's it's all just sort of. He's kind of another one of those things where it's kind of like. There's these tropes like, you know, like the girl and like the the parent, but there's like this twists of like, well, his 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 parent is an adopted, deaf old black guy mm-hmm. that is like that's got so much fun. soul that he can still listen to music even though he's deaf. Yeah, and that you know that baby is really taking care of him for the most part. I mean, let's be real. Where do you think he get that white boy swagger from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the things I picked up in my third viewing was, uh, so they showed Joe listening to the, he's like, he puts his hand on the speaker. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, like he likes it. But uh, after Buddy shoots babies, uh, he shoots like like right near his ears to mm-hmm. so he can't hear mm-hmm. and so baby's ears are kind of ringing and things are deaf when he's riding in yeah. the car with Deborah. he's hearing it an echo 
an, a, a constant echo, basically. Yeah, I didn't notice this until the third time, but the, then the music's kind of like, it's like, it's it's it's, it's like toned you're down. It, it's like you're hearing it through earmuffs or yeah, but, earmuffs. Yeah, but Baby puts his hand on the speaker, and then the music becomes clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I fucking I love that so much, and I, it took me like three times to catch that. But it's so, it just adds another layer of like kind of tying him back to like his mom and Joe and he's with Deborah and it's mm-hmm. this perfect little moment. Well everyone he loves he uh relates to through music. Yeah. Mm. Now uh, Lionel, you were saying I guess uh, early on that you didn't really like the ending too much. I actually liked it a lot because it wasn't the typical we all got away and lived happily ever after. See- Part of it was is I was looking for that. Granted, after a bit, uh, after a bit of doing, um, mm-hmm. it, this is one of those movies that feel like it kind of ends a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, a couple, like I feel like a lot of the confrontations with Buddy could have been the last one. Um, <laughs> motherfucker just wouldn't die. It's kind of like uh, <laughs> Blue Diamond Phillips and uh, the Big Hit. <laughs> Um, it it feels like I mean it it starts around the time they get ready to do that last heist like this is clearly setting up that third and final act but like that's when all the twists happen Mm -hmm. and um, I guess my brain was kind of locked in on the uh, you know the escape and even though like the twist happens a number of times and the the nature of the final confrontation shifts to that degree I was kept. I kept my brain locked in on that escape ending. Like that's that's the goal. That's what you're gonna do. You gotta outrun literally everyone, and that's what he's so, gonna do so, because he's a driver. Yeah. So how did you feel at the exact moment when he like pulled out the key? Because she was all excited. She's like, "We can do this. We can get out. We can make it out. This is it. We'll 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 be rich and all that." And he just said, "No." Well, he didn't really say no, but like he just kind of like put his hand there and he well, pulled out the key and threw know, it over the side. Yeah, like you don't belong in this world. Did you um, see yeah. what I was yeah, like, worried about? What I was worried about mm-hmm. is that they were going to be like, "Well, he still did a lot of crime. He's got to. He's got to pay." And I was worried mm-hmm. that it was going to be like, "Okay, he's in jail forever. The end. This is what you get when you do crime, even if it, even if mm-hmm. you're being forced into it." Crime <laughs> um, doesn't pay. I mean, it, it at at the same time, I'm kind of I'm okay with that ending. It's actually. Mm-hmm kind of a happier ending at the end of it but uh it felt a little convenient is my one issue and it's a minor issue yeah i think like i think i think the the escape ending would have been a bit more earned because i mean you do still get kind of that element of him losing things by virtue you can have your sort of right and wrong karmic element in the sense that now he's separated from Joe and he's kind of got to live on the run but he does get away with the girl yeah um, I appreciate that they didn't do that Um, I I like where they went it's kind of another one of those things where where he he, a lot of it is kind of it feels like they were doing things to avoid certain tropes Mm -hmm. Um, but I think they did those things really well um like i enjoy the the courtroom scene and mm-hmm. you know I, I think it just 
kind of makes sense and it they managed to but it's not a downer like it's still yeah. like a pretty magical ending um and it, he does say it's again they they do a really good job of tying him kind of back to joe without having joe be around where at the end he's like you don't belong in this world and that's like one of the first things we hear we see joe say to baby mm-hmm. um but uh yeah, I'm trying to remember like the last shot. It was uh, him walking out of the prison to Deborah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And his mom's playing the. Yep. Fish. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh. You guys got anything more you'd like to say or discuss before we move on to recommendations as the great jumper cables likes to say <laughs> uh, I really did like that ending the fact that she was willing to wait for him hot damn don't lose that one that's, <laughs> yeah, that's five just, years oof. it's a long uh, time yeah <laughs> uh, makes me think something uh, might be wrong with her actually <laughs> <laughs> well we don't know how much time they spent together uh, Virtue of the uh, the nine, well, it's a, I guess it's not ninety minutes. It's the, the two hour love story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, she seemed pretty down, down pretty quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little too quick. I mean, she was willing to just <laughs> go, just jump in that car with him and be on the run for yeah. like forever the, without second thought. The thing I kind of appreciate about the two of them, though, is that she was with him when he was just slightly doofy dude that's in the music it wasn't like it's like oh yeah you're you're a, you're a criminal that's hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it is they're i think they're really sweet together she's actually yeah. in the first scene or the yeah. second scene I, the second time yeah. i watched it i noticed that that he like sees her when he's on his way to get the coffee yeah like uh i don't know for anyone out there Definitely repeat viewings with this, like, pays off. It's really, even that little scene kind of, I don't know if I caught that on the first go-around. Probably not, because she's just in the, I think I maybe have maybe noticed it because she walks by and Baby looks at her. Mm-hmm. He, and she's wearing headphones, and she's walking by. And I think the yeah. idea is that he's noticing, oh, there's someone else like me someone else going about me, their yeah. day. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I gotta say, I like, yeah. I like the movie a lot. Um, though a lot of it is uh, elements that I kind of relate to personally. Um, maybe through this movie, I'll find other people who are like-minded. I don't know, but um, the music thing I do, do did a lot. Uh, granted, mm-hmm. I kind of shift between that. Like the earbuds work better for me now, but for the longest time, I would like look for the most oversized headphones imaginable because I would also use them as an indicator of stay the hell away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it does make like especially if you find life to be dull kind of like putting the music in there or just sound in general because I also do this with podcasts sometimes um, helps. Yeah. I've been doing the same thing a lot lately. It's funny because I'll go through phases where I don't really use my earbuds outside um, and lately I've been doing it more but it's funny this is one of those movies where it's like a one of those small things where 
where like you know when you're a kid you see somebody like tie their shoe in a stupid way in a movie or something so you kind of that's cool i'm gonna do that (laughs) yeah but then like as an adult you're like subconsciously thinking about that scene even though you're not really thinking i find myself doing that with whenever i put in my earbuds now Mm -hmm. whenever i look at them because it's kind of it's like another little tiny brilliant thing is like finding something that's that you can still do that with because everything's been committed to film like putting earbuds in your ear it's like it's like a weird little thing that's made memorable to me now like like i have a frame of reference for it mm-hmm. that's from a film you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of like whenever i shave i think of michael keaton shaving in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> the camera because i saw that when i was a kid and now baby driver's kind of infected my brain the same way mm-hmm. uh in a good way though yeah but uh did you guys see killer mike and big boy in the restaurant no. no. <laughs> they were talking to Kevin Spacey in the in the oh, that's restaurants. Who he was talking to. Yeah, it did, it did stand out to me that he was talking to two black guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of music cameos in this. I think mm-hmm. John Spencer, the guy from the first track, is somewhere. I think he hands him maybe a letter at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. He says something to him. Oh, in the prison. Like, yeah. Letter. Yeah. Yeah. This kind of editor writes slight little way of kind of bookending the film with, with the same guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Recommendations. Uh, uh, hold on. I gotta run to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should wait for him. Yeah. So I kind of, he was kind of in and out super quick. The Punisher, I forgot his name. John Hamm, or no, not John Hamm. Um, John Bernthal. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like him as an actor a lot. Um, yeah. And he had a very small part in this movie. I kind of wish he came back. I wanted to see more of him. I, I mean, he was just the, you know, playing the typical dick and you know, everyone hates him, but he's... You know, he's good to have on the team because he's good at what he does kind of thing. But still, though, I I don't know what part he could have really played. Maybe it wouldn't have been that great for the movie. But I just like his character. He always seems to play. uh, He always seems to do emotion very well. And just the expressions (laughs) on his face are great. I love them so much. Um, So he's great. Yeah. So it's a shame we didn't see more. Yeah, I think he. They insinuate that he gets killed because right before he leaves, he's like, "What does he say?" He's like, "If you don't see me again, it means I'm dead." Oh, yeah. You never oh, see right. him again. The Punisher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's true. Yeah, which, yeah. yeah, he died. I was kind of expecting yeah. him to be part of the last team, but mm. um, so I. I think between him and Jamie Foxx, I think they're just kind of indicating, yeah, when you're dealing with criminals, there's always that guy. <laughs> Yeah, which is that's another little bookend to the film is in the big, the first car chase uh, when John Berthold gets in he points forward to like tell baby to drive forward and baby goes backwards <laughs> which I which I love and then at the yeah and then at the end when Jamie Fox go gets in I think he 
points backwards because it would make sense to back out of where they were, but mm-hmm. Baby drives forwards and kills him. <laughs> fucks him up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I actually was very... I was surprised that it had as bloody kills as it did. I mean, there weren't a lot of them, but it's... um. The way Jamie Foxx died, I was like, "Wow, it was, man, it was it's everywhere." A, it was just, pretty gruesome. Mm. Yeah, I, I was like, "Ooh, man!" It's like I want to um, say the only like uh, scenes that were like that gruesome were uh, Jamie Foxx and then the uh, dead Asian dude in the trunk. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, well, the last man, I, I mean, Kevin. Uh, it's worth mentioning Kevin Spacey. Oh yeah, he, gets, <laughs> he uh, fucking yeah. gets it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that oh, shit was great. Yeah. <laughs> just like right over him. Just <laughs> Oof. Oh man. But he went at him with a was that shotgun? I think he, he was firing as much as he could. Yeah. Before before he went by. I mean, uh, yeah, if there's any indicator in this um yeah, gun versus car <laughs> car usually <laughs> wins. Yeah. I did want to ask for recommendations, do you guys have a favorite song in the movie, or a favorite scene, or both? Uh, it's. I think it's gonna mm. be that diner scene for me, at least until mm-hmm. I get to writing out, creating this character that I came up with while watching it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think that's 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 it for me. That I think that may be my uh, favorite <laughs> scene. Second only to yeah. just all the car chases. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a lot of it just kind of runs together. That's one of the few real standout scenes for me. Yeah, it's it's a weird moment in the film, but it's very... I feel like it's one that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, but I, I fucking love it, too. I'm mm-hmm. glad that you latched onto that the same as I did. <laughs> yeah, It's really interesting. That's your favorite song in the movie? movie too yeah well i mean that's that's a song i heard growing up on barry white in general like when i was like <laughs> a little ass kid that he, he always had something on the radio yeah but i couldn't really yeah. I, I couldn't really appreciate him as much it's kind of interesting getting older developing an appreciation and immediately having a frame of reference yeah, I would hear his songs a lot, but I was like a little ass kid. Sex was like a mm-hmm. vague concept that adults <laughs> did because they were <laughs> stupid. So yeah, yeah. I'd hear his songs and I'd replace all the lyrics of, with him being like, with all the lyrics of him either being fat or horny or both. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much the same. I remember like doing imitations of him as a kid, and people would be like, "That's funny," and I'd be like, "Yeah, this is funny." Yeah, and then not and not really understanding probably. I yeah. just thought like what he was saying was funny, but and his voice was crazy. Similar thing, yeah, that crazy ass voice. I would I wouldn't even get far in the impression. You'd just be like, "Oh yeah, baby," or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like pretty much, pretty much. Pretty sure I used to run around doing shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a shout out to this movie for reminding me of Barry White again. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> great. All right, it's it's weird because I feel like he he died when we were kids, right? Yeah, we were on the like late elementary, early middle school, I think. Yeah, no. he was such a badass. I feel like it was elementary school, but mm-hmm. damn, he was on the fucking Simpsons. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, the snakes. Whacking day. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, do we do we have anyone like that anymore? All the like mm, not big really. horny fat guys with the sexy voices <laughs> are dead. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a fucking that's a good ass question. Also very specific. Joe, we gotta get fat and learn to sing. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Maybe that's what happens when we do the fusion dance, Joe. Maybe we don't get, like, really tall or neurotic. <laughs> Maybe we just, like, our combined form is just, like, fat and has our combined horniness. <laughs> oh, God. Look out for Lowe's new album. <laughs> I'm really trying to th- I feel like there's got to be somebody out there. Like, I don't know. Maybe that'll, well, maybe that'll be what happens when uh, Bruno Mars gets fat and can't hop around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Bruno Mars. I mean, he's fine, but his whole steez is not... I'm not into it. He's trying a little too hard to be, like, a funky guy. I can appreciate it. Um, I don't know if it's him I'm tired of as much as, like, the 80s fixation... I'm st- I think I I'm like, I think I'm starting to burn out. I feel like it's a 70s thing. Yeah, some of it. It's like yeah. some of his outfits are like straight out of a fucking thriller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh and he's got anyway, a fucking curl. Yeah, anyway, Joe, did you have a favorite scene or song and or song? <sighs> Not song, but for scene, it was definitely just when they um the whole chase scene with um when I got the Austin Power masks on, <laughs> when they got the he got, got the wrong one. That was great. I like that little quick yeah. um, back and forth. With the um, hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that guy, and, and also um, it's like do people? The, it was a quick. T- Sorry, do people yeah. really do that? Like. I'm right about this, so I'm going to chase you with the intent to kill. So, you guys know where the film is set, right? Um, no. I'm actually not sure. I initially thought New York, and then, like, those crates had, like, APD. Mm. Yeah, so I initially thought, especially from that first scene, I thought it was L.A., and he actually wrote it for L.A., but they actually shot it in Atlanta. Uh, and it takes, oh. place, and it takes okay. place in Atlanta, so it's okay. a little... It makes a little sense. I thought it was a nice flip that it was a, a mm. black dude because I would I would have immediately thought it was like a, a MAGA guy, you know, mm-hmm. like America make America great again guy or something like that. But. <laughs> well, yeah, he was clearly like a <laughs> military dude, like yeah, for sure. I think he had a hunting cap on him. Yeah, yeah he was persistent. Yeah. Um, I- hmm. Actually, the first time I watched it, I thought he was going to be a bigger deal because he. He didn't die, and then you see him on TV later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on mm-hmm. re- rewatches, I realized that it's to let you know that he's that baby sees that he's alive, and mm-hmm. baby's happy about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess the other scene, like the, it's, it's a really quick, tiny little scene. It's a back and forth between baby and Kevin Spacey, where Kevin Spacey says, like, uh, he realizes it's a Care Bear quote or something. Uh, I can't. Um, Oh, yeah. Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. <laughs> Monster, Monster, there's a Monster Care Bear quote. Yeah. Your Monsters Inc. quote. 
And that was funny. I, I that was it was a quick, tiny little thing, but it was I like that. You know, Joe, I'm glad you uh, mentioned that because one of the things I wanted to mention was that, like, you know, among the uh, criticisms I had of things as they went on, one of them was that huge face turn from Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. It's not completely off. It is kind of sudden. The thing I'll give it is that Kevin Spacey's like manner in that scene is very much of someone with hurt feelings versus an angry <laughs> crime boss. <laughs> yeah. So it's like he, he he's clearly mad because he cares and it's why he didn't just shoot right. him at the door. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. I do like the scene with the kid too, when baby has to take him into the bank. Oh yeah, that was pretty oh, good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it's like that was funny. That kid is going to be a super criminal when he grows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that was really good. Wait, was that the Kevin Spacey's character's kid? That Who was, was his, that his, his nephew? I think his nephew. That's what it was his nephew. Yeah, that was funny. That was, there were lots of little parts like this all throughout the movie. I, I liked it. Mm. It was a nice bit of humor in this. Yeah. Uh, I think for me it's it's hard to narrow it down for me but I have to go with I think the foot chase Mm -hmm. really stood out to me the first time and I I think the the first the opening six minutes with that song are just perfect they're just amazing Um, it's it's also kind of like I think it might work slightly against the other some of the other scenes because it's just so good and they open with it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I, like and the I mean, open though. Yeah, it's really, it's really you, you. It's not only his skill that you see, but like the cleverness as far as like the switching cars and like turning down alleyways and like drifting and turning and then just shit like that. Like the the thing with the car switching, like the the three red cars on the highway mm-hmm. is, I'm like. N- I think that's to me like one of the images that sticks out the most when I think about this mm-hmm. this movie. Mm. Um, and then the foot chase, I really like how he looks with the uh, missing piece of his his glasses. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then when he he switches, there's another little brilliant moment. Uh, or, or not when he switches, when he goes into the mall and he's switching clothes. Um, there's actually a song playing in the background mm-hmm. and it almost like fits in with the song that baby's listening to on his headphones. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really cool fucking moment and it's a hip hop song. So and it's they're like clashing, but helping each other. Mm-hmm. Also right before that song, there's the song before it, when they're in, actually in there robbing the bank and baby's just waiting is too like, it's a totally different artist. Like it's like a piano medley that kind of has the same. Uh, I, I don't know what the word is because I don't know music like either medley or rhythm, but it kind of has the same cadence as the song that plays in the proper foot chase, which I just thought was like, like like damn Edgar Wright knows how to make a, a mixtape. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and the and the diner scene is just that shit has a feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think this movie it's, has a. It's, it's it's why that that one scene has me wanting to make a completely separate movie. It's got like a really powerful feel on its own. Yeah, I get that yeah. feeling uh, from a lot of 
when I watch a lot of movies. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think this movie has a fucking soul. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It has lots yeah. of souls. Yeah, it's just so fucking good. Um, Sorry, before we get to recommendations, one minor, speaking of jokes, thing I want to <laughs> mention is the scene with uh, John Bernthal in it. Where he snatches the first set of sunglasses off of Baby's <laughs> face, smacks the second <laughs> set, and then Baby puts on a third pair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he does it with his iPod, too. Yeah. yeah. Multiple <laughs> iPods. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's some serious, like, that feels like a joke from an anime. <laughs> oh, man. Or how he they couldn't, he would not start the car until he found, he got his set to the... Oh, yeah, he's like, the, wait, I, I gotta the... rewind. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was actually uh, when they were filming, or when they were gonna film it, the... There was a choreographer on set the whole time to help choreograph everything, and the stunt coordinator was there, too, and I think the stunt coordinator told Edgar Wright, he was like, the way you've written this and the stunts you want to do, you're, you're gonna run out of song. And he was like, nah, it'll be fine. And of course, they ran out of song. So the shot where he's rewinding the uh, the thing is actually a pickup shot that they shot way later. Mm-hmm. That he, he went and added back in so he could start the song over for the scene, um, which is ends up being a really cool moment because it, it speaks to his character. Yeah, um, similar one where he had to steal the car from the old black lady and was like, <laughs> not move until he found the right station. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a really nice person. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of like puts it, it makes uh, well both uh, Bernthal and uh, Jamie Foxx's characters stand out in a bad way. But Jamie Foxx in particular, like one of the reasons why I was complaining about him being so over the top, one dimensional, is just because, like in contrast to Baby, he seems like the most like idiotically mean-spirited person in existence. Yeah. I actually really like Jamie Foxx's performance in this. Yeah, no, I'm not saying he's bad. It's just the character's yeah, kind, of, yeah. kind of infuriating, and I, and I want to say maybe goes like past the point of, I don't know if acceptable irritation is a term here, but it's just like... I, just, I know what you I mean. I just kept asking, like, <laughs> why are you so... You? Can't you yeah. just stop? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, exactly. Go he's one of those fucking nap. Shit! He's one of those shitty forces of nature that gives such a strong reaction. And then it's, it's interesting that they set him up, but then you are relieved when he's killed. It's mm-hmm. like... Oh, they actually got rid of him, and he's not going to be a problem anymore. It's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, but just like when he steals the gum and shit. It's yeah, like, yeah, that exactly. Like, why? It's gum. You, and, and yeah. it's not even that he stole. It's that he killed the guy to do it. I don't think he killed him. I thought he did. I thought the guy was like, no, no. Either way, <laughs> it's gum. <laughs> yeah, really. And he asked if he wanted to go <laughs> before like, he like went literally, in. Well, you know, it's kind of uh, like that um, when he was talking to Buddy, and he's like, yeah, you do crime to support your drug habit. I do drugs to support a crime habit. Like, <laughs> yeah. he just needs a reason to do this awful shit 
because he needs to do mm-hmm. the awful shit. Yeah. I mean, add you know, even you know, add up to that is uh, how does he start every one of his heists? It's claiming that they somehow took the shit from him first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, I, I guess that's why he bugs me. He's that shitty person that makes you get him there. Mm-hmm. Like they they won't take a swing at you, but they'll like walk around you in circles, making noises and trying to get you to flinch. Um, don't hit people like that, dear listener. Stab them. Okay. As the host of this episode, I'm going to encourage you not to stab anyone. And if you do, <laughs> we're not going to be held responsible. I don't know. I'm just like be, saying, be if they're like trying to pull you into their where they're comfortable, push them out of that space and into another space where they're uncomfortable again. <laughs> Okay, anyway. Because fuck them. Recommendations? Joe? Go see Tokyo Drift again. I <laughs> promise you, you will not hate it as much as people think. I mean, it's it's really not that bad. People like, it's, not, people like that. it's not bad at all. It might be the best one. It, thank you! I oh like my it. god. People, I mean, it's just for some reason, like if you it's look it. at ratings and just people just don't like it. They like just for some, I think it's because it's so different and the characters are not the same. Well, and it's just like, like when you go into it, it's not what you like you after seeing the first few before that one, you're like, oh, cool. It's going to be the same crew. It's going to be yeah, the same people. It's, and it's, it's just it's like not, a completely different cast. It's not different location. It's not douche bro enough for them. It's not. <laughs> I mean, how do I put this? Um. I don't want to be too hard on that first movie, but that first movie was like chock full of personality types that think they're way cooler than they deserve to be. Well, that was the idea of Fast and Furious. It's about those, you know, it's, it's a group of like, yeah, you know, we're the, we can take on anything and nothing can stop us. Yeah, we're so cool. Look at our cars. Look at our tattoos. Uh, I don't yeah. got friends. I And I feel like Tokyo, Tokyo Drift's kind of technically still kind of in that wheelhouse but it kind of breaks away in that it's at the very least it's a different type of person doing that shit well and also it's more so it's about the cars in that movie man it's just oh well you know they have to they have to get the the whole they have to get the whole drifting thing across (laughs) especially to people who probably don't know what drifting is so the cars have to take a bit more 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 time more of the stage and the driving as well well you know what else well, I was just, just going to say too, like, and also, I don't think people, for if you if you like are really into drifting, which a lot of people are not, it's it's a huge, huge, huge thing. Like especially in Japan, I mean, like it's a this is like a whole. I mean, they have races, they have. I mean, it's, it's like a large, large community of people all about customizing their cars specifically for drift. I mean, it's a huge mm-hmm. thing, and that's why I was like so. It took off excited after the movie. Oh, no, yeah, it did. But, I mean, like, I think people going into, like, they're like, what the, f- what is this? Why do they keep, like, skidding everywhere? And this is, this is, this, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know if that was people's, I think it was just, it's not like the other ones, just, so the exactly. audiences are different. It was that. Mm. It was that. But it was more so that. I feel like maybe, like, Fast and Furious fans, like, who are just fans of that don't like it, but film fans who, like, the Fast and mm-hmm. Furious, like Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's a great way to put that. I, yeah. I, I will say I do appreciate it that it has a 
strange, nice southern uh, protagonist. And <laughs> yeah, in Japan. Also has, an, also has that in common with this movie, so it's nice mm. to see that come back. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else, Joe? Um, <laughs> maybe I'm like, uh, go watch Initial D. Why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's. <laughs> I want to say if you like the I mean, chases here, um, yeah, because Initial D's really got good. the two things. It's got a uh, fast cars and an emphasis on music. Granted, the music yeah. isn't yeah. as varied. <laughs> it's all Eurobeat. <laughs> well. Lionel, would you uh, would you recommend the live version, like the Fuck live no. action version? Oh, no. God. <laughs> that movie is fucking awful. I, like, oh. I really want to really see it now. See, well, yeah, funny thing wow. about that, at one point, I can't remember which time this was where I got really mad at you and decided, mad at, at both of you and decided I was going to punish you with something awful. I was trying to find the right <laughs> thing. Happened. And I started watching Initial D to kind of like get an idea, and then I was like, okay, one, this is too painful. I can't finish this. (laughs) I'd seen it it before, but I'd seen it with um, someone watching it with me in the background or like multiple people, so I was able to get through it. But, you know, trying to watch it by myself, I just couldn't couldn't fucking handle it. Okay. Two, okay. I didn't want that to be you guys' first experience with Initial D. I didn't want that coloring your perspective. Um, luckily, they did some compilation films recently of, like, at least the first season, maybe the second as well. So at some point, um, we're going to watch those and maybe, at the very least, we'll probably watch up to the third stage. The third stage is the first movie. Um, well, whatever. We'll watch the compilation films and then we'll, just for context, watch that shitty movie and I'll be very drunk. What? <laughs> Well, well, I've I've watched the anime. I mean, I've watched some of the anime. So, I mean, I oh, yeah, I do enjoy it. Yeah, anime is really good. I just didn't watch the live action. The so live I wasn't action sure is a, is a bucket of yep, dumpster fire full of <laughs> horse shit. <laughs> um, and I guess the the last thing I'll recommend, which is kind of weird and out of place, but that scene when he was all happy getting the coffee and dancing around reminded me of the scene of Spider-Man when he goes emo <laughs> and starts to... Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, it's, it's kind of very different. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit less happy, a bit more douchey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's actually a musical scene like that in the second one, too. <laughs> yeah. So Aren't there raindrops two? Raindrops keep falling off my head. Yeah, I want to say it's, there's like two. There's like one where it's like life is bad and then another where life is better. <laughs> In the first one? In the second one. Or, or the second one? Yeah. Uh, I know when he loses his powers, he's like, it's raindrops keep falling on my head, but he's he's like, it's when he's getting back to his normal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... I don't... What would the other one be? I can't I remember, remember but I want to say, like, the scenes paralleled each other. Like, it was like, life's bad, and then they do another scene that's almost identical, and it's better because... Fuck, fuck being Spider-Man. <laughs> I love that movie so much. That movie's good. Uh, yeah. I know uh, that the, the sad part is he's like dragging his broken bike on oh. the sidewalk. 
and yeah. there's like a thousand posters of Mary Jane on the wall next mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor guy. I don't, uh, I don't remember music. But uh, yeah, think, jump. Oh, go ahead. It. Oh, sorry, that was it. That those are all my recommendations. You got any? You got any jump cables? I got a ton. Well, oh, I yeah? think I have a ton. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I want to say the first thing I thought of was a uh, kind of short-lived PS2 series. I think they made one game on the PS3, and sadly, this series kind of died. Uh, Driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Driver. it started on PS1. You are the wheel man. Uh, yeah, I meant to say PS1, and then it went to PS2 for like one game. Uh huh. I guess I said it backwards yeah. or something. Yeah, because I had I bought the second one because like I had I had some money and it was like I need something that I'm gonna be able to play for a long time. And I got Driver Two. It was a uh, two discs and it had a uh, sort of a, a uh, open world mode to it, as well as some mm-hmm. missions that had an up open world element to it. It also had a uh, like a 70s, 80s cop show plot. <laughs> which was kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. and, and like the really cool thing is that like when you'd start the game up, it would do like a previously on Dragon Ball Z type setup using cutscenes from levels you'd cleared. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty neat, pretty stylish. The controls were pretty solid too. <laughs> The unfortunate thing is, like, I think when it came out, uh, everyone was like, oh, God, this is so good. I can't wait till GTA. They make a 3D GTA game, which they eventually did for the PS2. And uh-huh. and, I, and maybe to some degree it kind of made Driver as a series by itself a bit moot, except for the fact that car chases in the GTA games kind of suck because the controls are shit. And the yeah. controls are kind of shit on purpose. <laughs> Whereas, like you can uh-huh. you can be a legit wheelman and driver, you can do all kinds of cool shit. Yeah, like I think we need a game like that to come back. Yeah, a quick note on both of those games. Edgar Wright had mentioned he mentioned Driver at one point. I think somebody asked him about video games, and he sort of mentioned it. But he did mention uh, GTA because he actually can consulted with real life criminals, mm-hmm. like former bank robbers, to. Wow. To get insights on some of this stuff. And there's actually, uh, like, the story about the Hex song comes mm-hmm. from uh, a real life incident where some guy, like, some song came on, and the guy was like, oh, we're going to die. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. It's like, that's Hotel then, California. Fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot of, some of the criminal dialogue where they're talking about stuff comes from that. But he said. Like he had gotten these two separate former criminals together to be like advisors, and mm-hmm. it's, he would listen to them a lot. And one of the things that came up was one of the guys was like, "Have you played Grand Theft Auto?" Or and then and the other guy was like, "No." And he's like, "Oh, you got to play. It's the closest thing you can get to like the rush of pulling off a real job." Oh wow! So. <laughs> wow! Whoa! No wonder it's so popular. <laughs> we can live out our yeah. fantasies, our criminal fantasies. Yeah, uh, but I thought that was funny. But yeah, you got more recommendations? 
Um, let me see. I thought of uh, Driver. Um, something we've watched for this, if um, I can go back to the fact that this is supposed to be an anime podcast, is uh, Riding Bean, where the main mm. character... I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of stuff besides driving going on here, but this is a Wheelman main character as well. Um, Joe already mentioned Initial D kind of like mixes up uh, driving and music. Uh, I'd recommend playing the initial D arcade games to kind of uh, you know, just something fun to do, something kind of similar, kind of like uh, driving to with musical cues. Um, something that'll kind of match the chaos of this that was a, a lot more, maybe more chaotic. Any of the uh, what were those games? Um, what were those games, Joe? What were those games where they encouraged you to crash in the shit and make big explosions? The driving burnout, burnout. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you, I especially say. when you can like, if you have the means of putting together like a custom soundtrack. Oh, I love doing that. Mm. Did you ever play the most wanted games? Were those any? Good? I played the I played the first one back you when need it was on speed? PS One. Yeah, yeah, sorry, and, and yeah, that's that's, that's kind of the games. same thing where it's like the car chase game where you're uh, uh-huh. either driving away from the cops or driving as the cops trying to run the guys off the road. That's a similar thing. I think they've made newer ones, but I think after uh, Hot Pursuit, I got really bad at the Need for Speed games and couldn't play them. It was also a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I looked at that <laughs> trailer and I thought it was like a trailer for another movie game. And then they're they like, <laughs> Need for Speed. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is a Road Avenger? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that came and went pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought I had another one. I mean, obviously, just more Edgar Wright stuff. I'll, I'll recommend Scott Pilgrim in particular. <laughs> I still need to see that. Since I love that one so much. Um, uh, Gunsmith Cats, just building off of Riding Bean and it being something that has a lot of uh, good car chases in it. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I've heard the car chases in uh, Blues Brothers are, are amazing. <laughs> yeah, he. I haven't seen it either, but he did. That came up a lot um, when he was talking. People made a lot of comparisons, mm-hmm. I guess, as far as music and car chases. Probably should see that one. Yeah, me too. It's on that list yeah. of things I got to check out. But uh, yeah, I guess that's it for me. That's all I can think okay. of, at least. So I got a, I got a few things to recommend. Uh, Drive, um, and there's kind of a little bit of history behind some of these. So Drive, Edgar Wright saw, I, I think he was writing, he already started writing Baby Driver somewhere around the time um, he heard that Drive was in production, and he was a little bit worried that they would be kind of similar as far as wheelman movies but yeah. you know when he saw he saw it and he realized that okay they're doing something completely different here mm-hmm. um, but I, I do I do love that movie I don't think Nicholas Winding Refn 
um, appreciates it anymore because he's kind of sick of it. But um, Edgar Wright constantly mentioned this film called The Driver. I think it's from like 78. Uh. But uh, it's got... um, Oh, it's got Ryan O'Neill in it, which I feel like I, I watched it before this, um, and it's funny because I feel like I always hear people talk about old movies, you know, with iconic characters, and the behind the scenes they always someone's always like, oh, the studio wanted Ryan O'Neill for that, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like Ryan O'Neill never actually got cast in anything iconic, but he's in this movie called The Driver. Mm-hmm. It's also got Bruce Dern in it, who's who's great. Um, and yeah, who else? But that, I think, he cites that as a big influence on this film. But I think, um, I, I can see that um, a lot of the kind of tropes and situations come from there, and maybe some of like the setup. Um, but I think uh, Drive has more in common with The Driver than than this movie. But the driver is for sure worth watching. It's kind of, it's it's very interestingly paced, and it's got kind of a lot of, uh, it's got a lot of weird quirky elements, which I appreciate. But it's a very dark in tone. Um, but and the car chases are fucking incredible. Uh, they're amazing. Um, they're just so good. That's definitely worth checking out. Um, the Mad Max movies, for sure. Um, those are, yeah, I mean, those are pretty much all masterpieces. I even like Thunderdome, but especially Fury Road, because it's a little bit heavily, it's more heavily tied to music, mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's a little bit sillier than the other ones, but it's, it, I feel like it kind of has the same action purity as parts of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I feel like there is something else, but I, I don't know. Um, I think there's a lot of car chase movies out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's and a ton. Uh, we haven't mentioned a whole lot of heist movies or heist anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Fucking Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, that came up uh, during the... I made you watch that, didn't I? Yeah. 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 Heat is amazing. Um, I don't know where the heist movies are there. <laughs> The score, I like that one. I think I saw that. Oh yeah, that's a pretty decent one. Ed Norton plays a fake retard. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Very silly. If you want something with heist in it that's anime, there's always Lupin, and there's a ton mm. of Lupin. <laughs> oh yeah, there's car chases in there too. Oh yeah, there's some crazy ass car chases in there. Yeah, uh, we already mentioned. Or, Joe, you already mentioned Tokyo Drift. <laughs> That's a good one. I might have to watch that one soon. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember, because it's been a while. But was The Big Hit a good movie? Man, I can't remember if that was good or not. Oh, yeah, that movie's amazing. It's a good movie. Okay. It's fun. All right, it's cool. a lot of fun. I do remember liking it. Just don't um, remember if it was... That's it's been probably a coming up on my birthday month. <laughs> 1998 is when it came out. Oh, that was a while ago. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I can really think of anything more to recommend. Um, 
as always, I'll ask if you guys have anything you'd like to say to the audience. Um. Uh, oh, I got. I got. I got one. Sorry, I mean interrupt you. I got one more. It was actually one of my favorite movies. Is the town with Ben Affleck and his was his brother in that one too? I don't remember. I but don't think I like. So. I remember like like town. town. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. That really was very. Movie. I really really like that one. Um. And of course the Ocean Eleven movies, but I never really saw all of them. I only saw I think like the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay, but anyway, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I was basically not able to come up with anything. <laughs> <laughs> you allowed me to escape my uh, public brain fart, so thank uh-huh. you for that. <laughs> Final uh-huh. thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to say it felt really good to host again. Thanks for letting me do that, jumper cables. I'm just happy to let you do it. (laughs) I enjoyed that for a while. The opening and closing theme is Synthetic Highway. Please check out its creator, Submorphine, at soundcloud.com slash submorphine. The preview theme slash promo theme is Anime Raku. Please check out its creator at facebook.com slash squarion Also check out Squarion's The Flash Project, Project Stick at facebook.com slash projectstick For old episodes and new episodes as they come out please subscribe to us on soundcloud.com slash radio. You can also subscribe to us on Facebook Facebook.com slash HeyListenRadio on Twitter at HeyListenRadio or through Android, iTunes, or Google Play. If you want to talk to the hosts individually, I'm on Twitter at Connect. Joe is on Twitter at Returns, and Mike is on Twitter at Hyper90s. of Sagat's back and ass. <laughs> yeah. And then you get the shot of him in the towel, and it's yeah. just like, <laughs> no, nah, somebody who made this was good. Yeah, somebody involved was... <laughs>